0: Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com.
1: Awesome. Well, man, I I tell you what—we have thoroughly enjoyed everybody engaging with this and, and getting up to it. I've. Mostly enjoyed it. Some of you guys are killing it, and you're making me look bad. <laughs> Cuties, like, well, this lady got flowers at work. This lady got this. This lady got that. And and I'm like, well, she's like, you need to step your game up. You're supposed to be leading in this deal. And so, uh, so just just keep keep it coming. Keep the challenge coming. So y'all y'all are doing a great job. Well, anyways, for those of you who are, in, who are new this week, uh, we're in the second week of a series we're, we're simply called I Still Choose You, and uh, Cutie had had it on her heart to be able to, to in this month of November, to just to just really celebrate and, and look at marriage, and from a church-wide standpoint, whether you're single or, or wherever you're at in this, to look at marriage and the heart of marriage helps us understand our relationship with God better. There's the the, the Bible uses the, the metaphor and the analogy that we're the bride of Christ. And so it, it begins to, to speak and show us the sacrifice and the love that, that Jesus has done on behalf of us. And, and parallels that along what a life-giving marriage looks like. And so I, I hope that even those who have not maybe said, okay, I've got a spouse to put this into a role with, that you're still getting some, some meat out of this. And we keep coming back to this truth. That the love we have for each other must flow from the love that God has for us. And we are this is our launch off scripture of, of 1 John 4, 19. It says, We love because He first loved us. The love that we are able to step into and to share and to let that exist and grow between between a married couple comes because God first loved us. You try to step out of the love of God and begin to do that in and of yourself. And you're going to hit your head against the wall. But when you let God love you and that love flow through to your spouse, then, then the grace and the patience and the understanding and all of those different things that we need to keep a marriage together flow so easily. And um, as we were talking about this, we were looking at some of the big moments about our relationship. If you went to the marriage retreat, who went to the marriage tree? I had a great marriage retreat just got off of that so that was fantastic and um, so it was uh, it was a good time and everybody at the marriage retreat knows um, I, I i didn't propose and so I know I'm
0: still waiting
1: that it, it was a sad deal it was the weakest little Christian proposal you ever heard that uh, I, I said uh, let's pray about getting married so we prayed about it Felt like God said we should, and so I was like, "Well, it's kind of anticlimactic to say, well, well, then are you actually going to obey God and marry me?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, so I, I, every
0: day I <laughs> obey the Lord.
1: <laughs> she does, thank you, Jesus. And so, but oh, I, I wasn't the total. I wasn't the total dud in the romance—I missed the big one. I did. I bombed the big one, but um, I didn't. I wasn't. A, I wasn't a total dud. And so we—we've brought something that—that um, that we some, something we want to share. Because when we f- first met, I was very involved uh, politically. And so uh, just imagine that it was the the party you like. Okay. And so <laughs> we're not going to get into what party or any of that but I was very involved politically very involved with some campaigns here in, in, in Tom Green County and just did a lot of door knocking and, and phone calls and putting out yard signs and and all sorts of stuff I did a lot of just grassroots political stuff and uh, my secular degree is in government anyways and so when we met I was just full bore it was election season and I was very involved in multiple campaigns and And so I I was a broke college student, and I came home one weekend, and I wanted to show my love for her. So I was like, I've got a limited set of skills. I can't sing, so she doesn't want to be serenaded. (laughs) Um, Then couldn't play a little ditty on a guitar. I'm not talented that way. Cowbell. Cowbell. (laughs) Um, I couldn't show off on the basketball court and say, that dunk was for you, baby because um, I can't leave the ground, and so, uh, so <laughs> there's. You're
0: a real winner at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why did you marry me?
0: I, I obeyed God.
1: You did. <laughs> uh, and so, anyways, so I decided we were gonna. I was gonna put on the Brandon Loves Krista campaign we've got a box of memories here Does anybody remember Spiegel? <laughs> this shows you how old this box of memories is is this is a Spiegel box and so uh, of course every good campaign needs a yard sign <laughs> so uh, I made about I made about uh, 10 or 12 of these. And I tell you what, of all the door knocking to get yard signs in somebody's yard for a political campaign, I got lots of nose. Uh, I've had people burn political literature in my face. Uh, all, I mean, lots of angry things happen. I tell you what, you'd knock on a housewife's door and say, can I put this sign in your yard for a few hours? They're like, yes! <laughs> yes! And then they go in and punch their husband. And so... <laughs> And um, and so I, I, she always came down the same route. She always drove to my parents' house where we would meet up. And she always came down the same little serpentine road. So I started where I knew she had turned off there of university. And I knocked on doors and I put them all down the route so that she would turn off of there and she would see Brandon loves Krista. Drive a couple of houses, Brandon loves Krista. Drive a couple of houses, Brandon loves Krista. Yeah, that's pretty dang good. <laughs> that's some good stuff. So, so she, there was a, a dozen yard signs out there as she as she went so that she could see. And of course she, she walks in, and again, this shows you how old this is. This is the old dot matrix printer paper. Also known as easy to make a banner. So I had I can't unfold it all the way, but I have the Brandon Loves Krista headquarters banner put up. So she would walk in. She would, she would see the world headquarters for Brandon L. Krista. And then, of course, every campaign needs a, uh, a campaign T-shirt. It's a little worse for wear. Time is not tender on white things.
0: If you put it on, we would match.
1: Hey, we would. would be a little, a little goldish. <laughs> um, anyways, so, and so... As we as we did as I did my campaign and whatnot, then I was so excited and I was waiting for her to get off work and I was at my parents' house and just couldn't wait for her to show up and and that I was hoping she'd seen all the signs like sign one two three all the way to twelve and come in and and of course by the time she gets there she's seen some signs she's seen some signs I mean there's too many to ignore but she had not seen all the signs. She had not seen all the first ones. she's driving it's out of the norm it's not normally there she's wasn't wired politically she's not reading these things and and she's just driving past them and there were these signs of love that were there all along and she missed it and today's message is sign language and what we want to make sure is that we can pick up on the signs that our, some of the signs our spouse is sending us but sometimes we miss some of the signs of love. And then in that place we can end up feeling unloved when we're not unloved. Well, on my side of that,
0: I epically failed the first few signs to see. And honestly, I when they're around the corner, so when you have to take the corner, you know, that's when I saw some and I had passed several And I get to his house and I'm like, oh my gosh, who, did you do this? Of course he did, but you know, at 18, I was like, did you do this? And he was like, I did, I did. And then I see the, you walk in the door and you can see the banner and you can see his shirt and he's standing there all cheesy and it was fabulous. (laughs) And as we go on a walk to take the signs up, because I was like, we have to go get those. Those people are going to steal them. (laughs) that's what I thought (laughs) and so we have to go we have to go pick those up I want them and he was like you do and I was like yeah I'm gonna save them and only one would fit in the box so but we went and we started walking and getting the signs and we started with the closest ones first and then we kept going and I was like this is a long ways this is a lot of signs and we crossed the street to turn the corner, and I was like, and I was turning around to go back, and he was like, "Hey, come on, we're not finished." And I was like, "There aren't any signs over there." And he was like, "Uh, yeah, there are."
1: She was convinced there were no signs. I over there. I
0: was convinced it stopped at the street, the block that they lived in. On, and so as we turn the corner, or so I catch up and I turn the corner, I'm like, I missed all of these, and I instantly wanted. A redo (laughs) go put them back so I can come back around I instantly experienced that first time in your grown-up world where something happens and you didn't get it all or you didn't and I I was broken that I had missed I think it was like three signs, three of the signs, and, I was, and he was like, "But we have all of these that you saw," and he was trying to make me feel all better. And I was like, "I'm a loser. <laughs> I missed each one, even though they said the same thing and they looked the same way. I just totally just in my regular daily routine missed it. I praise the God. At, praise God. At some point, he, the Lord said, "Open your eyes." And I saw the rest of them, but I missed it. Oh, I'm supposed to go on. Sorry. (laughs) It says we need to open our eyes and see the signs of love.
1: We we have to. Now, here was one of the cool things is that going back and retracing the steps and seeing the signs that she had missed. It still had some strength there. It still had some life there that she was able to enjoy it. And, and there are many of us in our walk with God who once we say yes to God and we recognize how loved we are of Him, we can begin to look back in life and go, Lord, how did I miss that? Lord, how did I miss that? You were showing your love to me here and you were showing your love to me here. All I saw was pain. All I saw was, was hurt. All I saw were these different things. And you can look back and see God at work. We do that in our relationships too. So many times we can begin to take one another for granted. And then all of a sudden we take a reflective moment. And we go, oh man, how did I miss it? How did I miss it? Because there are so many times we can get wires crossed. And we can, we can even sometimes think we're, we're seeing the right thing. And we're not seeing it right. And sometimes we kind of round up on ourselves. And we think, man, she's all into my awesome and uh, she's picking up on everything, and uh, and so she ain't missing a missing a thing. And uh, cutie likes to use emojis, man. And so for, for a while, and she kept sending me this emoji. I'd have an idea. I'd say something when you do or do something thing, and she'd send me this uh, this awesome emoji that I was convinced means I look up to you. <laughs> That's not me. I look up to you. But well, we can so easily begin to think, man, I'm, Man, so many times you ask husbands, how's your marriage on a scale of one to seven, one to ten. The husband always, no matter how the marriage is, if it's in a great spot, then he says two points higher than the wife. If it's in a rough spot, he still says two points higher than the wife. She says it's a two, he's like, ah, we're kind of mad on the way here. I think it's probably a four or five. <laughs> Pretty much it's good. Always. We tend to round up. We tend to, to not pick up when things really are a little more rough and that things need some extra attention. And so sometimes we need to help along the way. 2 Thessalonians 3.5 says, May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. So here we have the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. And Paul is praying for the the people in Thessalonica that God would direct their hearts to God's love, to Christ's steadfastness. Sometimes we need to kind of help things out. They're like, "Well, they just should know I love them." Well, Praise God, God doesn't do that. God directs our hearts towards His love. He's like, I'm loving you and you're not seeing it. Turn your head over here. Look over here. Sometimes we need to help our spouses. They're like, man, I did all this, and they didn't even pick on. Pick up on this was an act of love. You may need to go ahead and say, guess what? I'm kind of screaming, I love you right now. I'm kind of trying to pass that on to you. And they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. So many times we don't want to do that. It hurts our feelings that they didn't pick up on it the first time. You're like, if I have to point it out, does it really count? If God has to point it out, does it really count? Yes. Yes, it really counts. So if you have to point it out with your spouse and they get it, guess what? It really counts. So quit sitting around pouting that you showed this act of love. And they, and whatever was going on in their head, kind of missed it. Say, guess what? What In all that, I was really just trying to say, I love you. I'm all about you. I care about you.
0: Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God didn't wait until we showed a little love first this is the heart of the love dare book the movie fireproof
1: in fireproof you have if you've seen the movie before that that you have this these husband and wife and things are sideways and they both have fault in it and and the wife wants to be done, and the husband talks to his dad, and, and his dad begins to coach him and to begin to show signs of love, and he's got this love dare, and he begins to say, hey, do this on day one, do this on day two, do this on day three, and he does it, he's like, goes back to his dad, she's like, she's not getting it, this is pointless, I made her coffee, I set it out, she's like, drank it. Didn't say thank you. Didn't say, oh, oh, what a beautiful act of service I picked up on. Your undying love and affection for me. She didn't get it. And there were all sorts of things through there. And guess what? The love there is to keep on loving even when they're not getting it. Praise God that, that God was in Christ demonstrating his love for us. And that while we didn't give a rip, Christ died. While we didn't care, he still poured his love on us. We have to, to begin to live that way with our spouses. John 4.35 says, don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest.
0: And so many times we say to ourselves, or oh, our anniversaries four months away, I'll do something big. Oh, our birthday's coming up. I'll do something big. And we miss today. And the big things are big. But I'm going to let you guys in on a little something. That's expected. <laughs> those anniversaries, those birthdays, that's, that's kind of expected. Where you blow our minds and where we blow y'all's minds, because we do it a lot, <laughs> is in the day-to-day is in today today's important today's a big day because today you both woke up and you both smiled at each other maybe and then drugged the other one here but today's a big day and this week when we were talking and rehashing our very hectic and busy week i said you didn't you just talked about work and he said you were working with me I was like, yeah, but what about those moments when we can just dis- discuss, I still choose you. Not everybody else's, I still choose you. I love talking about y'all's, I still choose you. But we still have to have that. Am I celebrating with him on, oh, you did such a good job and blah, blah, blah. What about celebrating on me? <laughs> Today, tomorrow, tomorrow. There has to be something, something extra. That's where it comes. And it's not taking out the trash.
1: Isn't that, isn't that a big I love you?
0: You live there. A big it's old stack of I love you. For weeks we did this and I was like, dude. He was like, I took the trash out like five times. I was like, you live here. I have your responsibility.
1: She's like, why do you take the trash out through the bedroom? Well, so you'll see me do it. <laughs> Hello? If I just take it out and you don't see it, does it really count?
0: It doesn't count either way. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the holy people.
1: We need to open our eyes. See the hope we have in Christ. See the hope that the love of God brings into every relationship. And begin to do it. Why? Because there is an enemy who hates Our relationships and wants us to miss the signs of love. There's an enemy who hates it. Hates it. If we're called the bride of Christ, every marriage, every life-given marriage is a potential little walk in testimony to what our life with God should be. And the enemy wants to destroy those things and rip those things apart. And so we have to make sure that we don't do that. But we got to see the signs of love. Now, if anybody are familiar with the five love languages, we talk about that here periodically at Celebration Church. Look it up. There's a great book, Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman. And, um, but Cutie and I, um, we do not speak the same love languages.
0: No. <laughs> My top two, and he had to write it down for me because I forget on a regular basis, and they're not there, um, are gift giving and quality time.
1: And my top two are words of affirmation. You're awesome, babe. And touch closeness. Okay. Get a little love.
0: <laughs> His top two are my bottom two.
1: And her top two are my bottom two. And so, and then there's this weird acts of service in the middle, neither one of us understand. <laughs> Which is why the trash don't work in our house. <laughs> but with that, there were so many times in our early marriage we didn't understand this whole different love language thing and she would want to begin to express love towards me or towards our children. And gift giving being her number one and my lowest, not even on my radar, she'd want to, my birthday would come along and she'd want to do something, do something big for me. And I'm like, Lady, we got a lot of kids. Don't spend that money on that. <laughs> you know, don't do that. And to her, she was, that was like me telling her, don't love me. Because that's her love language. It was like, it's my birthday, don't love me. That was what I was telling her. She'd want to do these big blow-up, whoop-de-doo birthday parties for our children. And I'm like, you know, come on, we can get a, we can get a cake mix. We can get a little stuff. The kids, they can make it. It'll be a memory. We can keep this on a $20 budget. Come on, babe. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, you know we, we can do this. And all she heard was me telling her, don't love our children. Don't love our children. Because her number one love language was gift giving. You know, and so th- that, it, it didn't work. Well, my number one love language is, you know, it's, it's touch closeness. And she's got a big personal space bubble. And she's like, quit touching me. Come on, leave me alone. And I was like, you're hurting my feelings. She's like, you got some like hormone problems, man.
0: I thought he needed to go to the doctor.
1: You You need to dial your testosterone down. Leave me alone. And so, but it's my love language. Didn't have anything to do with hormones. (laughs) Had to do with the fact that I think she's amazing. Um, And so, so with that, you can miss each other's thing of not be talking the same languages. And and this is the moment where those who are going to get baptized can go ahead and go get ready for that. Um, But uh, let's look at Matthew 13, verse 16. I want us to look at it through the eyes of not just being open to receive the Word of God, but also. What the love that our spouses are showing. Matthew 13 16 says. But blessed are your eyes because they see. And your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you many prophets and righteous people long to see. What you see but didn't see it. And to hear what you hear but didn't hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom. And doesn't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. And. It's, and it's gone. This is the seed along the path. So many times our spouses can be throwing little, little acts of love at us. And if our hearts aren't open, we're missing it. And to that person, they're like, well, it's like, I might as well have not even done it. And it's not producing any fruit. Then it goes on to say that then the seed that falls along the, the rocky ground. First, is someone who hears the word and, and receives it with joy for a little bit, but it doesn't have any root, and it lasts only a short time. And as soon as trouble or persecution comes for the word's sake, they fall away. All of a sudden, you said you love me, but now we're in a fight. Now I, I, I throw that away. You don't love me anymore. If you love me, you wouldn't be arguing with me. Now what that's saying is, is if you love me, you won't have an opinion. Come on, folks. You're two intelligent people you're gonna have different opinions from now and again. That means you're gonna disagree. If you're gonna talk about it, you're gonna have a disagreement. That's a sweet word for a fight.
0: Intense fellowship is the word we use.
1: Come on. Come on, if you think just because your spouse has a different opinion that all of a sudden that, that negates their love for you, no, no. We got to, just because some trouble and some, some difficulty comes, does it negate the love? You don't throw it out? Well, let's jump down to verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produced a crop yielding 160, 30 times what was sown. So let your heart be good ground for your spouse's acts of love. Choose to let your heart be good ground for that.
0: Knowing where you stand in your relationship gives you a fo- yes, a foundation in the tough times. You have to know all the time where you're at. Well, most of the time to know where you're at means you have to discuss it. You have to remind each other. You have to... Put down, we call it autopilot at our house. Brand can get in the car and drive straight to this building and not know why he's here. Because we were going to somewhere else. (laughs) And that is him being on autopilot. And it cracks me up until it has to do with us. (laughs) Then I don't think it's funny. But so many times we do that. And we don't know where we stand. And in the tough times, men are like, oh, we're good. And the women are like, I don't know where we are. He's this man, And that's where you have to talk. Maybe a little, hey, we're good, if that's all you can get. If that's all you can get. <laughs> We need to take every chance we get to declare our love. Notice what the Father does for Jesus in Mark 1, 9. At the time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven you are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased.
1: this point, this is the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. He's not, he's not healed any blind people. He's not done any of these awesome miracles. And then here is the, the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. The Father is speaking from heaven. The, the Son, Jesus, is there. They know they love one another. They know they're connected. And yet the Father still takes the opportunity to audibly declare, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Folks, we can't over-communicate this. We can't go, well, they know. Jesus knew. Jesus wasn't wondering, does the Father love me? He wasn't in a little crisis. He knew. And the Father still said, I love you. This is my son, I love you, with whom I am well pleased. And if you continue to read, it's right after this that Jesus ends up in the wilderness, is tempted by the enemy. And what does he do in that moment? He goes back to what his dad had said. He says, it is written, it is written, it is written. Why? Because he lived on the words. That his dad said, whenever dad said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That gave life to him. That was, it was strengthening to him. Folks, you want to temptation proof your marriage? Begin in those non-tense moments to begin to say, This is my beloved cutie, in whom I'm well pleased. This is my beloved wife. This is my, my beloved person. I love you. You're amazing. You're awesome. Keep all those things alive. Rarely, if ever, would someone ever begin to have an entrance from another person when their relationship is solid with their spouse. The temptation begins to show up and they can go back. Are you kidding? My wife thinks I'm amazing. Are you kidding? My wife loves me. Get out of here. We have to be willing to do that. We need it all the time. There's another wonderful moment. Let's look at Mark 9. This wasn't just a one-off. That Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't know what to say. They, they were so frightened. So Peter just runs at the mouth when he's scared. And then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. This is my son whom I love. Yet again, this was a a regular occurrence. Giving and communicating love has to be a regular occurrence. Maybe they don't get it. Maybe they miss the signs. Go back to what we said. Direct them to the love. Look at the love over here. See, I care about you. Yeah, maybe you did an awesome display. Point them back to it. Point them back to it. See, our bottom line today is love not shown is love not known. We have to be willing to show and to demonstrate that love. We can't do the old thing of the the the, the married couple that had been married forever and they've been married for sixty plus years, and the wife was like, "Well, why don't you tell me you love me? You haven't told me since since the day we got married." He says, "Well, I told you then, and if I changed my mind, I'd have let you know." Guess what? We need to hear it. We need to hear it more than just on that one moment. Security, uh, cutie shot down my other bottom line that love not seen is like, is like love that's not being. And so she thought that, she thought that was too cheesy. See? She looks up to me.
0: The main point of this is going to be the whole time. The heart of God continually says to us, I still choose you.
1: I hope you hear that today. I hope you're able in your own life with your loved ones to maybe take a little reflective moment and appreciate some of the signs of love you've maybe taken for granted. I hope that you're able to look back and see some of the signs of God's love that maybe you've taken for granted. And when, before we step over into baptisms, we've got a little challenge for you. On the way out today, there's going to be a couple of boxes, and we've got lots and lots and lots of expo markers. And something that Cutie started years ago, and I picked up on it and love it. Is she keeps an expo marker in our vanity, our, our sink drawer, and will just write little messages to me when on the mirror. And uh, and so all of us have a mirror. Not all of us look like we had a mirror, but all of us have a mirror. <laughs> I'm kidding. And so, uh, so what? Your assignment this week. Your assignment this week is to, to take this Expo marker. We're going to give you on the way out. And to just leave some little notes on the mirror. To just do that this week. If you never do it again, that's fine. Some of you are going to eat this up. Some of you, this is going to be the most awkward thing you've ever done in your life. But I tell you what, I tell you what, just seeing those little signs of love, seeing those things are going to help.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.